Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I am your host, James. It's another sick app of Polarized Pod. We're on a revenge tangent this uh, time around. It's Law Abiding Citizen. You clicked on the episode. You know what the deal is. Last week we did Punisher. The week before was Unhinged. These men are angry and they are getting their vengeance on the world at large in their minds, it seems like. Um, and this movie, let me get those numbies for you. Look at Look at me. Don't even have those numbies. Right, I got them right here. It's a uh, 26% by the critics. It's a 75% by the audience. You know what that means? It's polarizing, baby. We talk about polarizing movies. I gotta, I gotta, gotta bring that up. What this, what this whole shindig is, is about, what this whole system is built on, man, is about those numbies. And there's these two sides that disagree with each other on every single movie that we talk about. It's those audiences, it's those critics. We talk about the movies that they disagree on the most. Sometimes audiences love it or critics hate it or vice versa. They're always disagreeing and we try to parse it out. We try to litigate, if you will, all in code, all in all within the code, the code of the polarized law that we the kings of the polarized kingdom lay down. And it's enough, enough of me. This is not a solo act. This is a two-piece, much like this movie. But whether the, me and our, my co-host disagree or not is yet to be seen or heard. But let me bring him in. He's, uh, he's getting his, taking his shackles off right now. He's, uh, he's, com- he's coming in and... Uh, I got his nice steak on the $75 steak on the on the table here and his mac and cheese, asparagus, steam asparagus. And he's uh he's ready to go. He is the great Brandini. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here I am, ready to talk to those numbies, talk law-abiding citizen, talk two-hander. We got a Jerry B episode again, really close to our last Jerry B episode. So I'm I'm pumped to be here. I'm pumped to talk about this. This whole series. Another F. Gary Gray movie, too. Yeah, I was thinking about like our so like crossovers in this movie to what we've done. So we've done an F. Gary Gray before Mm -hmm. because we did Men in Black International. Correct. Right. Your favorite. My favorite. (laughs) Give me more of Bonnie. Yeah, give give me me more more Bonnie. I have it. it You gave me a Bonnie. Uh, what do you call those things? Uh, pop, pop doll. I don't. Are, yeah. I don't know. Neither one of us are really collectors of them. No. I think they're called. I kept it in pop. the box for a bit, and I was like, "That's what you right. do, right?" You like keep it <laughs> yeah. in the box, and then after a while, I was like, "What? I don't want this box. I want. I want to play with yeah. it." Yeah. Right. Get the, yeah. You gotta get this box out, out of here. Yeah, get this goddamn pop, box, pop doll, whatever it's called. <laughs> and so yeah, he's he's chilling. He's over there somewhere. Uh, oh, my yeah. favorite character in film. Yeah, we know this about you. Your favorite character. I wonder how I would feel about revisiting. I don't think I ever will. Yeah, Uh, I have no real. I'm curious curious if I was in a bad mood. There's certain movies that you wonder. You're like, oh, I kind of like this now. Maybe maybe I was um, just in a bad mood. But there's something about Pawnee's face that just like kind of drives me insane. The pop doll is cute, though. But I remember his face in the movie being upsetting and annoying. uh, 
overall. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because and also too, that movie did that thing that I think both I, I think you would agree that we both hate is where it like tries to be self-referential and be like, isn't it so cool that we're doing this? Or you know, let us introduce your new favorite character, yeah, X, Y, and Z, and you're like, and he ends Who's up being that? like forced in comic yeah. relief and just that, just comic relief. Mm-hmm. He has some bullshit arc, but. He like yeah, it's pretty much sure. at the end of every scene. He's like, well, that just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hashtag random. <laughs> yes. Hashtag random for sure. What a great. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, so it's, what, what, it's cool when you hear it like in a lethal weapon or something like I'm getting too old for this shit. I don't know. So there's like there's cool ways to do. We're, we're Bond movie fans like there's we should know when when there's a, mm. a one-liner that works or, or doesn't and i think yeah punisher was full of it last week i'm curious i'm just jumping all around yeah. but i'm wondering at no, the end of it. this we should uh we should rank our movies that we've done um throughout our revenge, for the revenge oh. series of ours um, oh, for sure yeah yeah no, I agree we should yeah this whole series is fascinating because now it's mm-hmm. like the tropes are really dialed in, right? Like we, now it's well, easy to expect between Punisher and this one. I mean, it's, it's the beginning yeah. itself is identical in, in some ways. Right. It kind of makes the, like the, whole, um, the whole crux of it all. The first thing. Right. It, yeah. It, and, and it, it really does make unhinged you more like it unhinged uniqueness really is starting to come out because the, yeah, the Punisher, this, and I don't know about the next movie, which is called Revenge, um, how that's going to be. But yeah, is I mean, that what we're is, doing next week? Sorry, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So we're finishing off our series next week with aptly with a movie called Revenge. Um, Excellent. I, and I know nothing about that movie. Too, I was thinking so. even like the, the few that we watched, the difference with Unhinged is that the movie language itself was telling you that this is a bad fucking dude and we should not mm. in any way like him or right. you know if you are I don't, there's some people that we we saw reviews of that were empathizing with him so hard that they thought that he i don't know he's borderline in the right or like you know kind of just he he's his, the main character like his, you're, yeah he's the whatever, mm. which is kind of but it's i think those are more like rare rare opinions and what the movie language itself is telling you is like this guy is like yeah uh, a slash so it's like a slash mm-hmm. a monster this guy is a monster but in this yeah. one and well the punisher is a hero in that movie uh he's taken out ju- he's just mm-hmm. classic sense of a vigilant the term vigilante and he's just mm-hmm. taking taking swift justice on his own and eating sardines with a knife and drinking bourbon wild turkey um mm-hmm. but this one is it's just interesting that Interesting a, is a good word for this movie. Yes, it is interesting. <laughs> Thank you. But just like how it feels about Jerry, old Jerry Butler and his character is like, oh my god, does yeah. It, does it? Is he? It's really he quite a roller coaster. Guy? Like, I, I know he's, I know he's the bad guy, but does the movie know that he's some at certain points? Because it's like, yeah, get it. Like it's the music that's playing and shit. Like sometimes it's like, this is badass. Yeah. Oh my God. There, because he's he's so like ahead of everybody. So he's like he's the more intelligent character. Um, he all of his his motivation. Really, it isn't until like I would say the like middle ish half of the second act where he starts like actually killing people that didn't need to be killed. Right? Maybe it's like 
Yeah, it's like around there, like middle of the second act, right? Because like before that, it was he was killing bad guys, right? And in very much a Punisher sense of of mm. motivation, but yeah. his methods brutal, especially <laughs> the first guy. Because you're talking about the first guy as you know, and whatever <laughs> your, whatever your opinions about if someone deserves yeah. to, someone deserves to die or not. And there's a public ex- there's the I mean there's the execution scene as well, mm. lethal injection. So it's like we don't even have to get into that. But like the methodry, we should. We can, we can, <laughs> we should. Okay. <Yeah>. This <laughs> we'll, movie we'll would want us to, wouldn't it? But, yeah, I know, uh, wouldn't it? That fucking piece of shit. The, the methodry at, at which he does it is fucking brutal and violent, intensely <laughs> like, yeah, it, it border, like to the point where it's it's seven, but as if you know, you saw Kevin Spacey the whole time and it played like some rock music or something occasionally, right? You're like, Huh? And it's it's because it's got some, it got some, it's got some like f- want, wanting to be almost like a Fincher thriller sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, very like I, or um, I'm kind of at, uh, Nolan esque too. I'm at odds with that a little a little bit because it's truly horrific. A lot of the yes. things that happen in this movie and is far more like horrifying. A lot of the time. totally very gruesome stuff and it yeah and it, it, it's so it's so weird to start the movie and it is very clearly like he is a victim of a kill of his, like he's the victim and he's getting justice, but very quickly it goes, Oh, but this is how he gets justice. Wait a minute. This is not a good guy. And then, you know, also too, there's just all these little things start getting yeah no not even little things because right off the bat yeah it just seems like oh fuck this guy's really fucked up and crazy like we gotta watch out for him and doesn't make sense like yeah i it is so weird to think about the killings that do happen in this by gerard um and like the order of it seems like kind of like off like that like you know kind of p put it like chopping this guy up into pieces should have been like a i don't know we should have got eased into it a little bit yeah that was not that was like a real introduction to the new jerry b mm-hmm. whom clyde or whatever his name is i should know um yeah, clyde. whom we didn't really even get to know at all 10 years prior aside from absolutely not a you're bringing you into an extremely you know well at first it's like it's a you know a naturally uh, a scene that any any natural family could relate to, where you know, you got your child making a bracelet and you're uh, doing a little soldering. Yeah, yeah sure. you know, you know, it's that's what they do. That's he's a tinkerer. Act. He's a tinkerer. Right. That whole he's tinkering. You know They're both. He's, he's teaching his daughter to tinker. They're tinkering, and then it goes south really fucking quick. It, and so the tinkering like i didn't pay too much mind to it because i was like oh he's just like a handy guy like he's a handy dad mm-hmm. and you know he's like doing kind of like crafts with his daughter but then you start to realize like who jerry b is and then you're like oh that's why he's tinkering is because he's like this crazy <laughs> like crazy undercover spy agent guy that reveal to me was really like wild but at least it kind of validated how 
like methodical and complex uh-huh. right off the bat his murderer spree is mm-hmm. like you and know, he's had 10 had, years to prepare i appreciated that time jump honestly me too because because that uh, to the benefit Even of, though the, it, of the plot to, to yeah. his character you don't really understand don't fully, get fully what that means and mm-hmm. what it takes but at least it's better than the punisher where it's like he gets shot and then he goes washes up on a beach and then the montage happens of him like creating a car and getting guns mm-hmm. and then you just get it but this was like 10 years has passed so who knows who this guy is anymore yeah and what what he's been festering on right oh god yeah it's such a weird <laughs> this is such a weird movie. But like the movie it's so like it's stereotypical <laughs> it's so stereotypic like stereotypical like off the bat of like this perfect idyllic family that's just having you know this blissful moment night and at home and then they all just get rounded up and murdered brutally like and then what is what does he say slow knife in both of them and then you i mean thank god you don't see anything with the kid besides the kid being taken away Uh, but you can't fight fate which is Mm. I yeah just I very very deep to I mean I guess this maybe that's that's his thing that he says to people as he as he kills them this guy is like the worst guy you have to like make the person that he's about to dismember and torture in the most heinous way the worst dude to even feel any sort of like oh he's doing the right thing here because if it's anything less than that then it's you know the, the, I, I'd be a lot harder for people to. to, <laughs> to I'm imagine? not even on board. I'm not on board. Like you just don't. Yeah, even, yeah. Like, even the worst it's person like does not deserve a fate as, <laughs> as, as that is that is given that. I I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I'm I'm sure there's some reviews oh. of people that just love this movie. They're like this motherfucker. And yeah, he he fucking killed a child. I understand, but it's. Uh, oh yeah and murdered his wife like and yeah did it and he was gonna rape her too. Um, and he so, gets, yeah yeah. But I, I mean, so that's that's shocking how quickly we got into that. That is def- the, that is the cold open. Yeah. yeah, like we're in minute three and it is family murder stabbing situation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, it really I was like, whoa, OK, buckle up. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're shooting off like a rocket in this movie. And, you know, F. Gary Gray, like, is i'm starting to get a sense of his style now because i've seen now a fair amount of his movies and yeah the guy is really such a like action stylistic you know a la like a kind of yeah uh michael bay ish like ask um you know uh, some interest like a lot of camera swings um a lot of like establishing shots that are moving relatively quickly um man and uh, visually in this movie like the Philadelphia stuff that as a character, I was consistently blown away by this, like the rooms that they were in and, and whatnot, because they just were insane rooms. Like every room seemed to be hmm. enormous, like a giant cavernous place. Every, almost everywhere that they go. It was like wow. a lot of court courtrooms and kind of like the, like mm-hmm. very official places. And even like, yeah, that table at the end I'm thinking of is, is, was very ornate. That whole room of like, Oh, it's the top brass meeting on this floor in this mm-hmm. war room of sorts. That's like, Holy shit, Philadelphia, like shit's shit's getting real. Or is, yeah. Or maybe it's yeah. just like the, it's from the beginning of America. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's from, <right. laughs> it's from yeah. when that table was made or some shit. 
God, yeah, which is a I long mean, build- time for us. Okay, we're a little baby country. It's a long time. We're a baby country, <laughs> but it is one of the oldest cities in America. And yeah, it like it shows because there's so much like european and like roman influence in the architecture where yeah there's just these a lot of columns uh these big ornate buildings with statues mm-hmm. on it yeah and really the really rooms, honed in on that one statue i'm not sure who that is i should <laughs> i know yeah i should know too the guy with the hat on top of it <laughs> yeah i was like oh look, look at that guy that guy's cool little, and little he just sits on and he just seems so high up too like that guy yeah that statue is like above like skyscrapers it looked like and i yeah i immediately had to find out where the city was because it just was it had so much like character to it mm-hmm. because we got like you know, there's abandoned warehouse buildings, a lot of st- stuff on the street, a lot of like shots of Jamie Foxx walking around the courthouse and the courtroom. And then also too, man, that room where Jerry B is like meeting Jamie again to like do that negotiations and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like this fucking oh, cage? massive cage room. That like, was insane. Enormous and that was really blown away for me. <laughs> that was like, why is this guy so i don't know i was like what is this room this is a cage match of of uh interrogations for this thing to exist it, and what what was outside of it nothing it was just this yeah big empty <laughs> and, and just empty. a cage and then like yeah. bars on that on the outside of that and it felt like magneto should be inside of that or some that's shit. what <laughs> i'm saying or, or like the, that or joke room that dude yes like there's so much michael or not michael bay there's so much christopher nolan kind of stuff like that where yeah that room reminded me of like in dark knight or dark knight rises like dark knight rises where scarecrow is like the judge and juror and he's in that room and Mm. it's like this fucking enormous courtroom and it's just like where i can't remember there's like shit that's just stacked up to the ceiling Mm. and it's just so crazy to conceptualize a room that is that large <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, and, just and like in the opposite yeah it's a lot of like leather and wood and it, it <sighs> feel things like feel important or like the stature seems elevated a bit just being yeah and those right and i'm, I'm glad this cool conversation because i didn't really even fully resonate with that when i watched it but now i am and that's 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 great and yeah you i mean you mentioned f gary gray and that's somebody that i guess i didn't fully that didn't resonate with me watching as i watched it and i realized what he directed after and yeah, I think it is kind of like hit hit or miss with me. Like there's certain movies that I yeah, with too. him that mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Uh and in like the Italian job especially where it yeah, I feel like it's mm. it's honing in on this momentum that I think he tries to strive for in my mind looking at his movies where yeah, there is a real so. energy t- from scene to scene that I think does work yep. overall in his career when I look at his his body of work and yeah, and he did a lot of music videos as, as well. Um, and that's just like um, a, lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of people. Um, Michael Bay included, right? We talked sure. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, big yeah, movie or music video guy. Um, yeah, so can yeah, it's it's got a lot, it's a lot of momentum. I'm glad that you brought that up because this movie's not slow. Um I, trying to think of it because i feel like there was some, uh, yes there was a part in particular that really like this movie the, moves the, yeah I yeah agree. but there it's the part where okay but one part in particular i really it stood out to me because i'm like i feel like the plot just came to a screeching halt mm. when uh jamie fox and his like lawyer 
friend. I don't know uh-huh. what her like where she sits and and things like you know obviously they had that moment where they're like who's gonna take this case and this whole time he's just bitching and moaning about and making a point like i don't take cases that i don't win and we heard about his fucking 98 percent win rate beep boop bop right like okay yeah jamie um (laughs) but they're like talking and she's getting to jamie by saying like a lot of people are now dying. Has this, is this really worth it? Mm. And like making him realize like you have a family. I have a family. There's all these people that's lives are at stake. And the more you push at this, the more he's going to fight back, obviously, because he's shown that that's what he's all about. And they just have this like very slow kind of meditative moment. And I'm like, wait, why are we having this moment now? Like almost towards like this, like really at the close to the very end of the second Things should act. be like yeah ramping up it to the climax should be, should be like crazy going off it does pick up again because the cars start exploding and that that whole scene's really something else because oh yeah that too there was a fucking is, robot <laughs> i was like he's got a robot <laughs> the robot oh my god <laughs> who's controlling this thing who is oh, his yeah. associate what is it it's like a stamper from house of cards talks about how yeah he'd like that yeah that hit okay that part and reveal again of him being this like crazy super secret agent was really shocking because there's nothing in the movie at least maybe i'm i might have missed it but like nothing talked about him being like this is what he's always been Mm -hmm. because we were just like you know to your point of like having the 10 years like there's just an assumption of like okay so he is planning in those 10 years this whole thing and it kind of made me think of like okay maybe he's like mechanically inclined because we saw him working on the soldering shit and he's just had a lot of time to figure all of this stuff out but yeah it was so weird to then find out like oh but he's like kind of always been doing this Hmm. and which was yeah it was just kind of a weird thing for me just turned to the dark to put all that energy towards this one thing Hmm. for 10 years feasibly is he and he rearranged all right. of his whole life just to prove this point. And that's where it runs into the problem of reverse engineering some of those things yeah. to work in his benefit, which exactly we're speaking of the dark knight, you know, that's what people uh have criticized some of the Joker stuff in, in that movie about how would he have known some some of these things were gonna happen. Or Skyfall. I was yeah, I was gonna say that. That's the other one. Was, well, is that that's the one where like the train comes like oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah i was thinking of that one as well there's all these doors that have to open in order for uh silva to like get Mm -hmm. like change costumes move to another place and then stuff is also like happening simultaneously for a bunch of people Mm -hmm. in order for them to get to a particular location where they meet their demise right and like yeah i don't know it's it's so oh yeah reverse engineering is a great use of that because they're like that, great that, it, i mean or it, description keeps there. you in the palm palm of your of their hand when that stuff works well and you are it's it's such like a, a a fine line to try to cross or like staying you know just staying in that pocket of being able to keep the audience guessing but have them know just enough to to care what's mm. going to happen next and I, I, in some ways, this movie does that really well. Like yeah. I, and I, and I see why people like it for that reason. Cause it, 
it, there is constantly one. He's always one step ahead. You're wondering what he's going to do next. There's something that they're always kind of questioning with him of like, and they react they're like, oh, well, we'll put him into max security. And you're like, oh, that's just what he wants. That's just what he wants. And that that kind of stuff is satisfying. It's just, again, my my beginning point and my kind of issue with this movie is kind of the language about it and how it views Jerry Butler and doing all of this stuff as as interesting as it is. And as and and for that matter, like Silence of the Lambs in a lot of ways is something that this this movie is kind of trying to be like. And yeah, like uh, Anthony Hopkins in that in a lot of ways is like an interesting character. But in no sure. ways, like, are you like on his animal lecture's side? Never. You're amused with him. You're entertained with his sick fuck attitude and, and, and how he handles certain things because he is so like high class, but he still feels this does these fucked up things in, in this in this way. And so that juxtaposition of those two things is fascinating. But I think there's this weird thing with Jerry Butler in this movie where it's like, the movie's like, yeah, you want to see you want to see this fucking child murderer get chopped up into little bits. And you, you like, I'm glad it, you don't see everything, but you get really close to like the the point oh, yeah. of the, the, the t- tip of the knife, like uh, yeah. the, uh, a razor blade to the penis, I should say. <laughs> oh, right. But uh, it's, it's also really bizarre too how they uh, juxtapose the chopping up of the body and then the recital back and forth oh i my was god. really oh shocked my god. that was that unsettling it's <laughs> like really that's the those are the two things that are like yeah at, either at opposite spectrums or like but have similarities it was so weird yeah, the language I that, I was being used there mm-hmm. or like what it's trying to say by yeah. saying like this recital him missing the recital and that's another thing i really want to dig in with you i'm going to take a break on the the back to back because you, you get it but oh no i was the, just, i was just going to say with that oh, before yeah. we move on to, yeah. to anything but yeah it's, I, I i was trying to figure out like are they just saying this is happening at the same time is this the only parallel and then when they open right. the curtains at the same time for both i was like Oh, these, they're trying to yeah. say this is the same somehow of like conducting an execution, conducting a recital. It's like, uh-huh. and I imagine like in the editing bay or whatever, they're just kind of like, yeah, this is fucking yeah. hitting so good <laughs> yeah. right now. Like we got the music, which is diegetic to what's going on with the execution mm-hmm. in a way. If we, if we juxtapose it together and uh, the, the guy that's like orchestrating the whole execution and uh, yeah, that was, but con- continued to hear. Bizarre. Next oh, it was kind. Of, it was mind blowing to me as well, and did not work in the way that I thought they wanted it to. For me, yes, yeah, <laughs> Dude, totally. Um, no, the so the th- okay, this concept has happened a lot in in some of the movies that we've done. You know, because we've talked like it. It happens in Hook, I guess. You know, but the concept to me of a father missing a. 6 30 7 o'clock recital you know probably like middle of the week whatever because he's so wrapped up in work is a very weird concept to me because if you're like you have a job and you feel like i get more often in reality i guess is what i should say is you can schedule to go to your daughter's recital at seven o'clock on a Wednesday. Like you're, especially if you're a lawyer, like the courts are 
for sure done at five o'clock. Like that's, you know, since it's a government thing, like there's a like hard stop on like litigation happening after a certain period of time. And every time, like there's so many movies that do this where it's like, oh, this father is so like wrapped up in work. Like that Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. Like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. And it's so the bizarre. The boss is riding me, me hard. <laughs> then you just, it, it just now comes off so like, corny and oh not sure. un- unrealistic that a guy whose daughter has a recital can't pencil in an hour and a half it, 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 like at night to go to a recital and then also too then then that like set me off on a track of like him being involved in so much stuff in this movie too where i'm like Wait, he's an attorney. Like, oh my why god! Is he always, I'm glad like, you're bringing that fir- up too. The first one at <laughs> like so a crime scene, and he's like involved in every fucking thing. Like, like he's always in the car. <laughs> if you can see it, but I just put in my notes: Jamie Fox is so involved! <laughs> Exclamation point! Right? He's like every step of the way. There's like not even people that are like responsible for doing certain things. It's just him he's just there. Doing, he's just they're doing all of it and at no and point he's so, like man i really yeah. gotta go see my family there he's just like hey guys what are we doing like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean oh, yeah we're getting in this car and driving to this place and we're gonna go check out this thing and it's it's almost like he was a detective oh and he's sure, not yeah. they he's just an lumped, attorney lumped it together and and mm-hmm. the guy that was with him who i like that actor but he uh, he, Cole was, Meany, yeah. he was just kind of utilitarian and not like he could have served a much bigger purpose as the detective finding these things out and reporting to him as he's, you know, trying to spend time with his family. But he's, I guess it just, it shows how much of an asshole he really is that he's not going to be there, but it's such a tried and true stereotype of missing the recital that it's, Mm -hmm. it blows my mind that even in at, what is this? 2009, this movie came out. Yeah. Like even then that, that kind of stuff is like, yeah. So family dies, father misses, (laughs) <laughs> daughter's recital like i don't know just all those things are just a sinew of of stereotypes to to apply to this thing um but oh, yeah the Ridiculous. the the mono mono nature of it is really what him being there for everything caters to but when we're talking about the cage match which is kind of like i guess one of the iconic scenes of this movie because we I, we stumbled upon youtube where it has like five million views just the interrogation scene or whatever mm. the them but at that point you're like okay so i guess he's right re- you see representing him right there would have been nice it would have been nice like to have like a like there was just barely one conversation i think between him and his uh kind of like mentor guy whatever he was ab- mm-hmm. about him he's like okay i'm gonna go for it whatever but like there could have been more tension of like, fuck, like, why, like, do I have to be the one that's going to do this right now? Like, it, yeah, if, if anything, he would need a lawyer to, to deal with this shit. Like, he should exactly. be like representing himself. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm no expert. <laughs> I'm no expert either. But it, I'm, I'm just a law-abiding citizen. So. It, I think it's that kind of stuff that I lean towards the critics that talk about the absurdist nature of this movie, because when you, th- when you think about this just a little bit, it starts to fall apart of like, yeah, why isn't there more people involved in this story that are like, mm. that's their job? Like, well, yeah, why isn't there more of a detective that is like more present, more active in the story that mm. is like finding out all of the stuff that Jerry B is like kind of set up in the world. And then also too yeah that's such a good point of like 
Jamie Foxx as an attorney, why is he doing the things that he's doing? Because yeah, what is he, who is he representing? He like, I guess the state, but like, you're, that's not really how you know, that he becomes works. a DA later. I like he's just pursuing it in such a way that he's chasing down leads. Like <laughs> he's there when Jerry B gets arrested. Like he 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 mm. shows up and see and sees him right. whole whole hog arrested. Mm. That's that's he's like he's like this is all part of my plan. I'm going down naked. <laughs> Right. Yeah. He writes that down. He's like, yep, I'm going to get totally nude for this part. <laughs> but he shows um, up for that. And there's like plenty of other instances where, where it's just there would have been a conversation before or some sort of tension built up of like, hey, man, like I shouldn't be a part. Of, I should be witness protection with my family. Like, what else do you need for me? Like, I'm a witness in a lot of ways because I represented him previously and I can give you information but I should get the fuck out of here too and go witness protection with, with my family and get out of here. But he just takes the onus and, and then the, and then the detectives themselves are so distant in this movie that for very a, a period mm-hmm. of time, I was convinced that they they were on Jerry B's payroll somehow. Right. I yeah, was like, convinced. not doing anything. They, yeah, they were sure. just, they were following whatever Jamie Foxx at first. They kind of had that like, yeah, is it, or I don't know, the FBI. Were they FBI? They're like, yeah, well, yeah. fuck you. We know what we're doing. And then by the end, they're like, what should we do next, Jamie Foxx? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we don't know what to do. And then they find the tunnels, and yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, none of that makes any fucking sense. Like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, obviously, it's there's Jamie Foxx. It. Like, and the, and you know, you you know, he's the second lead in this movie or the lead in the movie, and um. So you want him there, but yeah, it just really, yeah, suffers from, if you think about what's going on, even a little, you're like, oh, this doesn't make any sense why he would be doing the things that he's doing. So interesting. Um, yeah. And then uh, we, yeah. we talked about the opening. We talked about the interrogation, like his, his issue. And like, do we want to talk about any, like anything, like what his actual issue is with, with everything and like why he wants yeah. to bring the whole system down? Oh, we is, gotta, yeah. Is, I mean, the, the, the crux main, of the romance. The, yeah, I mean, the main guy who did everything is getting off uh, for like because some of some DNA like a technicality. DNA, <laughs> it was like a yeah. DNA fuck up, like it was inconclusive uh-huh. DNA uh, sample or, or something like that. So this one guy's DNA was for sure who didn't actually do the slow stabbing and 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 the murders that itself mm. was was uh, an accomplice. I don't know. I don't know a lot of the mm. ter- the terminology, but. Um, he's going to be the one that's going to be Dunzo and he gets executed later on. And then the guy who actually did all of this is going to get like five years for kind of whatever, like informing kind of. And he's like, this is their best deal. If we want to pursue it further, then it could, then none of them could get any justice or any, any punishment or any, any, any sort of, uh, time. And so Jerry B is naturally emotional and upset about it. Uh, cause he watched it all happen and we all watched it happen. Um, mm. and then he sees Jamie Foxx shake the hand of the, of the, of the dude that did, did the, the dirty, the real dirty, the worst thing like you could possibly do. He's like the worst guy in the world is, is this guy. Oh, and, yeah. and, and why did he have to take that picture? Why did he, why? <laughs> oh no, you, you're, you're my cutout. Uh-oh. You got too excited. <laughs> Did my, my my mic cut out, didn't it? 
yeah. I was saying, okay. I sm- I'm, I do a lot of hand gestures. I smacked the uh, wire away from, as long as you can hear me again, that's good. But I was like, yeah, why did they take that, that picture is my question. Like, why is that picture even a thing? Why would mm. he, sh- why would he shake that guy's hand and take a picture? Why would there be a, like a photo op for that? Right. Absolutely. It makes no oh, sense. God. And why Jamie Foxx as a lawyer would agree to that. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. It makes zero sense. I mean, the the language of the movie is saying that Jamie Foxx is part of the system. All he cares about is his own like name. He only is he's doing whatever it takes to just win cases, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing to do. And then that is like the foundation of like the, you know, what the thesis of this movie is, is that the justice system doesn't work for people it works for yeah it it works against people really like it doesn't care about people i guess is is bureaucratic bullshit that's that's like a it's a it's a it's a swamp and Mm -hmm. jerry b is gonna clean it out and it's all uh you got to go through these yell this yellow tape to be able to get anything done and you got to abide by whatever this this fucked up system is and he gets he sees from afar the picture 10 years pass by he harnesses that rage and propels it forward uh during the execution he mangles the fucks up the like serum to that make it is even being... worse than before and, and we have this it's gonna this be conver- in a certain order and then i think it like went in the wrong order or something like that right he was so vague honestly he like at one point he's he just said he's like i just made it more or like i did it spicier or something i don't yeah know. some right some, some bullshit line where he's just like yeah i just made it worse but uh, we talked about this right before we started recording of like that's and when that scene was playing out during a chill recital it was like mm-hmm. my mind my mind was just thinking this just seems like from my yeah, from that's- what i know of of executions and and uh lethal Me injection too. lethal right. injections is this is kind of the reaction and a big fucking issue of uh of even that the idea of um you know yeah uh, of capital punishment capital yeah. Plan and, mm-hmm. and uh like it's executing yeah, people I, and this right. What was perceived on film seemed almost like an actual accurate portrayal of what, from my knowledge, is what actually happens to people when they and for right. and not only that, but it actually doesn't even work fucking sometimes. And people and and like, mm-hmm. come on, <laughs> oh my god, right? Which is so funny because that that is supposed to be like a clear, like it's a clear indication or it's supposed to be a clear indication that something wrong happened so we shouldn't be like oh what's going on but yeah i too was like yeah isn't this like kind of how it goes <laughs> i don't know like what is what, what, and it, what and it almost illustrative like and it's gruesome yeah but you guys decided to go again miss your daughter's recital to go watch this guy get executed like why you don't need to be there <laughs> like what are you doing no, there's no requirement for you to be there because he's not what is he? he's the prosecutor he does does he need to be there as a pro, like and then he sees the defendant or whatever that guy oh. that gets buried alive <laughs> no. later it's like is that incumbent like i don't we i just whatever i don't know but it's it just it seemed like 
in within the I, movie I, language, it would even it would have just made sense as it played out normally, and him not having no involvement in it was unnecessary because it was kind of like, oh, this guy is taking the fall because of this this system, man. But within what the movie's mm-hmm. telling him, he's like, oh, this system is not even portraying the truth where this guy probably should have gotten maybe five years because he didn't agree. He, he wanted to just rob well, not just it's awful, but he, he as far he as was like, like the being, guy that told him to stop raping her. Right. I think was that guy. Right. He was telling Stott, you know, he just telling he, he was he was implicit in all. And so whatever, whatever you feel yeah, about it, for but sure. Like, yeah, but it, he's still bad. It, dude. it was yeah. it was switched around almost where this and then maybe Jerry B wanted all of them to fucking get dismembered oh, or, and he just mm-hmm. wanted them all all done. So. So where, wherever you lie on that, but within what it was saying, it's like, oh, for this guy to get even a worse punishment or like to be the, to take the fall for this other guy is, is kind of fucked up in, in its own way. And the fact that somebody who witnessed it and saw it in front of the very eyes can't express that to other people, the jury or whoever, the, the judge and, and everyone there in the courtroom and have that make sense and be truthful and have the proper measures be taken you get that frustration from Jerry B, but again, his methodry and everything he does after uh, is we've already talked a lot about the, uh, I mean, the the dismemberment scene is fucking insane. And the way that he gets there is, uh, you know, it's kind of the Italian job of it all where like that kind of stuff is kind of like, Oh, it's like thinking one step ahead and this guy is always Uh in, and uh, these, you know, these con men or these robbers or something are always got something up their sleeve to be able to, and he's kind of represents that too. Um, And to me in a horrifying way, but to the movie, it kind of seems like, yeah, it's sometimes it's kind of like, this is what you want people. And the, and same with the Punisher is just like, yeah, you want to see these awful people like get fucked up, get tortured. Yeah. Just like then, torture porn. Yeah. Oh, dude, for sure. And there, yeah. And then, you know, we start getting into, you know, the, the plan, Jerry B's plan takes off once, you know, at this point that we're talking about really like from the execution on Jerry B's plan is an action. And really he is like systematically killing everybody who was involved with the killing of his family. Mm-hmm. And that also includes like the judge, a lot of death. Yeah. Um, er, yeah. Just everybody involved. Like, yeah. The prosecutors, the judge, the cell phone, and, cell phone explosion to the head. Oh my God. Brutal. I was, yeah, that was very shocking. Cause it just comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah, there's not, uh, and it's like brutal. It's fucking <laughs> brutal. And it is very much like post nine 11 kind of weaponry yeah, right. and someone who, who feasibly A lot of like his character was, in, was in the, that war and, uh knows about yes maybe i don't know cell phone bombs and uh he's a tinkerer and he's jerry rigged this robot thing to uh do his dirty work as well um so there's like from from that portion on it's just like death like crazed murder death and then reaction to that and then jamie fox coming to him and being like what the fuck and then him being like, well, give me this and I'll give you that. And then he gives him that and he, he's like, oh, it was too late. <laughs> and then right. it's kind of like that that back and forth through this chunk, the middle chunk of the movie. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the bulk of the movie is that it is very much mm-hmm. somebody getting killed. Then Jamie coming to Jerry B and being like, 
tell me where who's next getting killed you know we're we're gonna lock you up but but you know give us information about what what your your plan is whatever and then yeah he gets like the bed mm-hmm. there's that thing you know he also it's man that scene too where he's gonna get post like bail posted and oh then he God, just starts yeah. berating the judge yeah. and then and that yeah it was so wild because he like makes a very clear case the judge is like i'm actually inclined to be like yeah i'm on board with this what you're saying is totally true and then he just like fucking berates <laughs> her and then she's like no you fuck you <laughs> no bail and and moves on and then yeah you got that whole porterhouse from the restaurant and you got to get the asparagus and him eating the asparagus oh my god it just is like a slow like crunching on it and then there's also a lot of like hand like eating men eating meat with their hands in prison Something. It was so disgusting. It was something. It was up there with. It was like a toilet in this right movie. There, I, I they're like dismembered in this, but you know what still stands out is them eating with their hands, and it's just like a lot of like slop it. Like, and his cellmate just had shit all over his face, like just a total. Nobody's using that spork, man. He's like, yeah, I guess. Oh, I know. The, yeah, right, and the spork bit, and then yeah, you like quickly realize the reason that he ordered the porterhouse is because it's got a bone in it and then he uses that bone to kill i guess so that would be the third guy that was involved because there's three guys that killed his family and well, like so his... wasn't even involved it was just a, I thought a means was... to get to maximum security oh right oh, you okay. think it was random you think he just that was that's just another pawn in his game <laughs> no 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 I, I mean if anything i was oh, saying I think yeah that, i thought was... a character like said that and that is right Gotcha. No, yeah, I thought the other the cellmate was like it was purposeful, like why that guy was with him for I some reason. I thought that for a second too, but yeah, it, the ran that seemed too random as well. There had to have been a reason, and I believe it was just to get to maximum security where he had all of his tunnel network locked in. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, he had the <laughs> tunnels to- in the prison toilet door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy this whole the, yeah that's a reveal i mean that's that was a, I don't, what do you think of that reveal of him being his own accomplice i i mean again like we're so this movie for me oscillates between like that kind of stuff is has like a level of like not fun seems like a weird word to use in this but entertaining, like it's yeah. entertaining yeah. like you know action-packed like uh mm-hmm. exciting whatever and yeah so there's yeah oscillate between that and then you know because yeah he's got this very intricate tunnel network that he's got going on with all these like little rooms that he, <laughs> he had in the, it was almost like a like a uh, like an ant hill, <laughs> he's got like all these like like they kind of like go off into all these places. And he's got like all these semtex like just sitting there and right C4 or whatever, and it almost made it look like a doomsday prepper thing, which is why I said that earlier. It was like, oh, he's, yeah. he's got the supplies. He's been building up for ten years, <laughs> mm-hmm. which was from uh, some industrial. That had, I think that's where the screeching halt happened for me. 
was when he goes to the library to look up all the the records of industrial properties bought and sold within Philadelphia. Totally. And he's like comparing yeah. the numbers between that and Jerry the, like, I don't know, whatever. It was, right. It was trying to plus that up so much of like the records, the industrial property records. Oh, we got to find them. And it's like, I'm sure that's plenty of what lawyers have to do. And I'm better call Saul is great. And there's, there's it's enough actually to- not what lawyers do. That is what like, lesser paralegals do so like lawyers. paralegals do because yeah. paralegals are about getting all the information and then compiling it and then a lawyer is going to go through the but process jamie fox does it all man he's so involved you gotta, gotta get those hands dirty i mean we talked about he just is a, <laughs> he literally he, becomes guy, da he later. can do everything <laughs> it's so indicative of who jamie is as a person the guy I can mean, do everything true. and that's true and in this movie he does literally everything he yeah. is every single part of this like the situation Isn't every scene i feel like yeah oh Besides yeah the opening one. yeah totally did uh, you know brandon and this is something that i theorized as i was watching it of like hey this would be pretty good if they switch switch roles they switch parts oh. that is actually how it was originally cast oh interesting yeah okay and that was very satisfying for me because i was like i could see the boat like them playing each other's parts and i i guess later on i figured out that jerry b was like uh like learning i don't know if he went to law school or if he was he was interested in becoming a lawyer at some point too mm-hmm. and he produced mm-hmm. the movie um and it's i whatever mdb trivia was inconclusive about like whose idea was it of them switching parts um but it was originally the other way around i thought that's really fun and it was like another uh movie like that i saw recently um however many years of longing three thousand years of longing is that oh yeah uh Uh, yeah the blank check guys i was listening to them and they were saying how like uh and maybe someone else had brought this up too how that could have been switched they could have switched those roles about like Tilda Swinton being the genie and I, instead of Idris Elba and that could totally could have worked as well. Oh my then, God. Yeah, I, love, I love thinking about that shit, like departed or something, you know, I don't know. I love mm, all that right. Yeah. Cause Tilda is such a, uh, ethereal looking person. <laughs> like she can always be like the alien type <laughs> character. Cause she just is like, she is striking. Yeah, so androgynous and has such striking features and just like that long neck and that. Yeah. Very like piercing eyes. Yeah, I love just, her. Yeah. She, I mean, she's fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of which I wanted, I, I, you know, I I'm, it makes sense why we just jumped right into this because this movie is fucking ridiculous. But like, I wanted to just talk about since we we do this movie podcast, like we yeah. got the Oscars coming up, and you know, you now bringing up three thousand years of longing. I'm just curious if um, when it comes to the best picture nominations, like you know, what um, what movie are you pulling for? Um, what movies have you seen and really liked? You know, um, that kind of stuff. Because yeah, we're 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 about to about to have that happen i like most people have seen a a fair amount of it but i haven't definitely seen all of them so I, this year is interesting because i feel like i've been kind of off the ball is that how you say that i don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm off the ball i used to be on it um, yeah. but i've been like off the ball about like uh watching like the acclaimed movies of of every year mm. and I, I i'll see us a, a, like a, a little smattering of uh of a, of a few um same the, yeah. but this year i think i'm really prepared because i'm looking at it and i've seen a fair amount i've seen top gun yeah. maverick i've seen everything everywhere same. 
seen Same. banshees seen triangle yeah. of sadness i haven't seen that i really want to see that you should see it definitely worth yeah. seeing um and it's cool it's on this list too uh and i've seen elvis and tar and i, I haven't seen tar i, I will see fablemans i will see avatar uh i might check out woman talking sure I will. I'll probably check out All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, I've seen All Quiet on the Western Front, and it is, it's it, it's one of those like really competent movies. But I like, I came out of it. I don't know. Maybe it's 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 hard to say if it's like where I'm at in my life. But it's like really violent and brutal, mm-hmm. and it got very like exhausting and and kind of. I yeah I don't know I I like at a point like halfway through I got numb to it because like I'm sure you can imagine like most of the people in the movie die and a lot of them <laughs> die relatively soon and you know it, and it's like they're in the shit pretty quick and it is fucking brutal people are like fundamentally like to their DNA changing as people because of war and it's very morose um mm-hmm. but it's it looks good. Sounds exactly it, like a fucking Oscar movie, or, or, not right. a movie, or like a bi- biopic or biopic or whatever. <laughs> like it's those are the ones that are going to. Yeah, I mean. Not it's, that they're all bad or anything or they're no, or, or all like, good, but it's just, it's just there's a certain style of like a war movie as well. It's it's uh, and that's based on a book. I mean, it's ooh, yum, 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 yum. Yeah. So, I mean, I would recommend it because of the visuals for sure, but yeah, it's, it's a tough watch, but yeah, I mean, I get why it's there, but I, I, in no way do I think it has a chance of beating some of these other ones out. Right. And, um, yeah. Do you want to do what your, what your, uh, bets are and like what you expect is going to win and then what you think should win? Yes. So I have a sneaky suspicion that the Fablemans is going to win. But I wow. think every everything everywhere all at once should win. That is my like I, I I'm you know when I talk about that movie to people I'm like this is the movie that we need to champion yes. like as much as we can because we want movies to be more like this like it, it, by validating it by giving mm-hmm. it awards even though it like it means not a whole lot but then also means a lot like it's i think it's just a really important thing that we really make sure that everything everywhere all at once is yeah it wins stuff because we definitely definitely want more movies like that it's wonderful to see a movie that's not based on an ip an action movie that has zero problem having moments of like calmness, stillness, uh, introspectiveness. It is a wonderful, wonderful hybrid of action, comedy, and drama. It's, it, it, I just, I can't say enough wonderful things about that movie. So that's what I would like to win. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. For some reason, I just haven't. And then also Banshees of Anna Sharon, right? Is like really great. It's mm-hmm. just like hands down, like, fucking awesome maybe it's not for everyone but like i don't know i have a hard time like if you're over like 30 i have a hard time like not thinking that you're like you see this and be like this movie has a lot of like what i you know what i'm thinking about what i think is like interesting and can be funny if thought about it in a particular way so i'm like i mean i hate to be not uh not like changing any sort of opinion here or uh, being on any sort of other wavelength, but I am on your wavelength. Um, I'd almost say that I would like, well, I definitely 
would like everything everywhere all at once to win as well. I love that movie with my whole heart. And it was one that I, I made a point to, to purchase on Apple, Apple kind of trying to build my library a little bit. Mm -hmm. And And I was very proud to own that one. And I'm very proud to like show it to people. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I watched it with my brother-in-law and we had, it was, it was the best time. And I remember seeing Mm -hmm. the theaters and, and the people's reaction in theaters. And I was so glad I got to see it in a full house. And there's certain moments in that movie that uh, elicit reactions. And it's so to be able to, you're, you, you are an, a composer, you're an artist. If you're able to take a whole audience and I watched it happen when I was in the theater of like, you are laughing your fucking ass off right now. You are in the throes of action and adventure almost. And now you're bawling your eyes out. I mean, I'm like, like kind of tearing up just thinking about those all parts. Within yeah, like five minutes or like, especially, arresting. you know, like the, the climactic moments of that. And mm. it's a movie that I would definitely like to champion as well. And I think it not only should win, but will win, baby. Oh, <laughs> I think like I, I'm, I'm thinking it will. I think it's, and I haven't seen Fableman's. Um, and I'm going to watch that tomorrow, I think. Yeah. To kind of get ready for that. Cause it's I supposed should. to be really good. You yeah. know, I, I've been looking yeah, forward to watching it too. I, I wish we could talk more about it on, uh, you mm-hmm. know, going into Way it because, too. you know, it is a movie that most people are like, oh, it's really great. It's, you know, has, yeah, it's, uh, it's a wonderful movie. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, um, but you know, I, Banshee's the reason I say that, fucking awesome too, by the way. Yeah. Banshee's rips. Um, yeah. You know what's weird? Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably said this on this pod, but like, I am not a big fan of Top Gun. I get that. We saw that one together. Went, yeah, I, I get that. We did. And um, I get why so many people like it. It's not that I can't see it. And it's one of these movies where I'm like, it just really doesn't make sense why people like mm-hmm. it. But I mean, a part of me feels like that at times when I like really think about the movie. Mm-hmm. because like especially when i think about that fucking dumb two football game that they play it just drives me <laughs> so nuts I hate that. it makes me so mad that i did that it's like a, such an iconic scene from the first one them playing volleyball where it's like machismo you know it, it just is so homoerotic homoerotic as well that's why we like that too yeah uh-huh. <laughs> um but then yeah to make that fucking dumb Two football game drives me so fucking nuts, but yeah. Um, I, it, also, so yeah, they just invent, it, I remember we were both just kind of like, <laughs> they're gonna invent a new like game. And Tom, like, the, the thing with Tom Cruise is, and if I was on the beach with Tom Cruise and I just rolled up, he's like, Hey, you want to play? I'm like, Oh, are you going? You guys just playing some football? He's like, Nah, it's this new game. Let me tell you. And then he just explained <laughs> it to me how he explained it to in the movie. I'd be like, Oh, that sounds fun. Sure, why not? But <laughs> in the movie you're just kind of like why did you invent a new game (laughs) (laughs) and it and the funny thing too is like i i feel like i like leaned over to you when we were watching and i'm like what are they doing because they don't like (laughs) up front say that because like the first movie it like cuts to like they have i if i remember correctly it's like them like not succeeding at something together as a team and yeah. then they cut to this where they're like we're gonna work do a team thing mm-hmm. and whatever and it just doesn't explain what's going on and it was so jarring go to, to an like, escape room like, oh my god how funny would that have been <laughs> um but yeah like 
at first you're like, oh, they're playing football. And then like another <laughs> football comes into play and you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck <laughs> is going on over here? <laughs> And then, then there's like they're not keeping score. They're just like kind of wrestling. Modernized it, <laughs> just like the movie. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Oh, that drives me nuts. Um, let's go play that yeah. game. Let's try it out. Yeah, let's try it out. I'm sure it's a blast. Um, the same way like, you got well, me, they- Pawnee. I'm gonna like surprise you yeah. with a beach trip, and we're gonna like all play <laughs> yeah. two two football with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you just hiding both of them behind your back, and you just pull both of them out, and you're like two surprise. footballs. <laughs> no. Um. Well, yeah. It's, also, I mean, yeah. I wanted the Elvis too. I wanted to talk about that because. Sure. I do not think that that's Boz Lerman's best movie. It is really like it, we've we've definitely talked about how and it was funny because I was listening to another podcast and they brought this up. Be, it, but they brought it up in like the the host and the guest in two ways where the guest was like, I liked Tom Hanks's performance. And then the host let that person like elaborate on that. And then was like, that is the part that I liked the least of it. And then to get into it. And then is so, and we've yeah, talked about same. Th- that particular thing about the movie is like, it was so close to being ruined for me because mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. And because I liked the, Austin the movie Butler looks, wasn't so fucking amazing. Then yeah. Right. Yes. Like if he wasn't so good, and if the movie like, uh, yeah, like I, that aesthetic, you know, Boz is such an aesthetics guy and the movie looks everything else. Cool stuff. A lot of a lot of the leather stuff still worked for me. I think I wish they would have gone harder into his demons and not tried mm-hmm. to like lionize him and make him like such a such a victim oh. and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe he was that as well, but he wasn't just, I don't know. Like I, th- I, control. I, I think some of, some of his own faults would have been more, made it a little bit more interesting for me and, yeah. and them trying to ruminate on, on that a bit more. And I understand that. Yeah. And that, and I, that could have, could be me even, no, I, I, I think that's what it should have been, but I just, the Tom Hanks sort of performance was a real issue for me. And I'm convinced that like, uh, that stone scars guard would have been perfect <laughs> for that role for, for my mind. I'm like, man, if that switch could happen, oh, just get a, or what, what was it? All the or like Willem Dafoe or like somebody else. Oh, man. Be, oh yeah, sure. You know, somebody that's like scarier, uh, more like aggressive, mm-hmm. just a lot of, a lot of stuff that, you know, but again, so the person who thought it was great, it was interesting to hear that perspective because they're like, oh, he's such a like, he's such a villain. He's such a character. And that and it's almost like the li- liking him in that movie is because it is over the top, which is a Boz Lerman thing. Yeah. And so you kind of like give it the benefit of the doubt of like he is a caricature because that's kind of what we're yeah. doing here. And it just, to me, is such a stretch because you're like, do you really enjoy anything that he's talking about, any of his motivations? And I get that you're not supposed to really like what he's doing, but I don't know. There's just, it, yeah, it really fucking doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to think, like, there's aspects of, like, the lady killers and his char- character and that that is kind of funny oh, in a yeah, weird yeah, way. Yeah. That movie mm-hmm. doesn't really work, but... 
no. he is kind of interesting to watch in it at parts, but he's, and then maybe that's what they're playing on where he's like attempting to be likable and he's, and there is like a, uh-huh. a, char- a charisma to him. But I think I, I agree with you where it's a little bit more menace and, believability I, they're, they're, <laughs> right. the, the, for people to say they like that performance it uh, it just makes me think that they like seeing tom hanks play out of character or something and uh yeah i even like watching the terminal recently and you were witness yeah. to me uh going through a hangover a day after a red hot chili peppers concert mm-hmm. and i watched the terminal which is it's a pretty good hangover movie, but it's not the best movie yeah. overall. And and his performance, mm. I found issue with that too. And maybe that was so recent after Elvis, it was just kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it with this kind of this kind of stuff. The, like, why yeah. is why is he casting this this kind of shit? Yeah, I, exactly. Some people love like, it, so why? I, I don't know. I guess I should go fuck myself. So I don't know. No, 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 no. Because you're, I, I honestly, because I mean, I agree with you. So I'm not gonna go tell you to fuck yourself. I'm, I think you're on uh, okay, on base with that because <laughs> yeah, like. Another thing that was to, like his, you know, being described in a more like positive light is he seemed like a Bond villain, mm-hmm. which has uh, Bond villains are very like, you know, have have a tendency to have like this nondescript ethnic accent <laughs> and are like really, um, yeah, like over the top, and mm-hmm. so and there, yeah and. I like a lot of the Bond villains for sure, but yeah, I just in no way did I make that connection because yeah, I was so distracted by this. Yeah. This on nondescript ethnic accent and yeah, whatever fat suit he was rocking. I don't know. Some the of the, fat suit just too like was not just believable. Really and, yeah. It was very distracting. And, um, but there was a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot of fun stuff about that movie too. And, uh, I don't know, now I'm thinking of like Babylon and but that's not on this list so we can't get mm-hmm. into that um but that's a movie that's worth watching and I'm curious about uh your opinion Brandon whenever you I, see yeah yeah too. yeah I because that's a movie like, where I'm like liked not, it. oh you did see I liked it, it. I did oh, see it. Cool. I yeah it. I kind of like it too <laughs> yeah I kind of I kind of fucking like yeah. it there's a <laughs> lot of like, stuff in there it's weird it's like it's stuff that I yeah. don't like I'm not really sure how I feel about it but it makes me want to watch it again I don't want to like it watch. is Carl right. and I were like, we should watch it again. <laughs> yeah. And which is it's a long movie to me like, so much because it it's such a long movie. Yeah. Like to have a feeling coming out of it. And you're like, it's just, it, yeah. Like n- now having watched it, it is definitely a better movie to be like, oh, I want to watch the like the scene where they're out in the field and there there's all the, you know, movies being shot oh, and yeah. stuff like oh, all of yeah. that is like awesome or, or the the party in the beginning where there's just nude people everywhere and everybody's in costume and it's so frenetic everybody's just like you know getting taken around all of these places messy. And so many believable believable and messy awesome 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 stuff so i orchestrated I chaos it. it's amazing i like it you know it's I a just, movie about it, it. there's so much metatextual qualities of it that a lot of times i like I kind of cringe or like I I go away like I but then this one was a kind of a beautiful way of doing it and I'm a big singing in the rain guy so I love all that stuff um yeah I I do get though that Brad Pitt in it like I don't know I guess I can understand some people not liking 
his character, I would say, like, because he's, you know, I don't know. There's something about Brad Brad Pitt's character in that that I get that is a little like. It's. I don't know. How do I describe it? Because he's all. He's trying to hold on to power and his like attitude about things can be like very vain and um i don't know yeah there's some i there's something to that his that, takedown at the end of, of his care i don't know where i shouldn't get into too much this what are spoilers or whatever but i thought there was a monologue directed towards him that i thought right was a pretty and delivered by an, an amazing actress as well but uh, i forget her yeah. name but um i thought that that was pretty sufficient to sum up make up for that yeah his Mm -hmm. arc as a character and who he was and who he's been throughout it all and his attitude um and the casting of him i thought was was pretty good but yeah it's uh it's that's that's one i we we could do a bonus app on that would be fun to talk about bring carl along but um i uh have to take a law-abiding pee break okay uh so then we'll come back and do um yeah, we can go through any like final notes and then uh, yeah. some reviews and go on a merry way. I will see you in a bit. Bye. And we're back. I know you missed us. Uh, we have returned. Don't worry. The polarized kingdom overlords have come <laughs> to reclaim the system for themselves. The boys are back in town. This is our town mm-hmm. now. Uh, I was just looking at some of my notes before we move on to some final uh, thoughts from both audiences, critics, and us. Um, let's see. The One of the opening things, <laughs> there was like an interesting names for all like in of film companies, production companies that I've never heard of. I'm like, <laughs> one of them was just called The Film Department. Nice. Simple, straightforward. straightforward love yeah. it. Mm-hmm uh law school economical i was looking at some of these lines lot there's a lot of like line like there's just yeah. that, that like the way they say it there's like supposed to be so much meaning and weight especially how they say it and in the timing and of how they do it law school's got nothing to do with law get a just like get a jury to like you and that's all that matters that whole uh mm. back and forth um it's what you can prove in court all that stuff uh why shake his fan in front of people yeah uh, recital versus pulled some, a- pulled some ancient strings. That was a line. Ancient of strings, yeah. It's like, whoa. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that before? And then when he uh, was at Ames, the guy that he's like, uh, he first calls with like the deep voice like this. He's like, "Coke mm-hmm. on the table, bitch on the floor, life in prison, <laughs> <laughs> three strikes." <laughs> <laughs> I had to rewind that one. He's like, "Strike three <laughs> uh and he immediately starts shooting at the cops as he's leaving i thought that was like this is the worst guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah no hesitation like a bunch of cop cars he's got a revolver with six he's got a six shooter and he's just like and he just starts shooting and the guy's like or jerry b is like you've already you already shot yours throw it away um and he's so down with like having his little guardian he's like hey it's my guardian angel yeah this is working out pretty well (laughs) people's attitudes during things was like what um this is also uh yeah darby's ringtone is so funny to me because it's like another like this is a bad guy thing where his phone when it rings it's like some metal song where it's like 
And Slayer plays later on the speaker as he's stabbing the dude or whatever. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, check out the speaker. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, every time his phone, he's like the worst guy. He's like doing every drug on this, on the table yeah. is available. There's a woman. There's so many drugs on there's so many drugs. And it's just like him there too. Yeah. And it's just like this mountain of cocaine. <laughs> he's got crack, like kind of <laughs> sprinkled out through it. It's just, and it, then yeah, he looks on the TV and his buddy that helped his accomplice is like just got executed. He's like, <laughs> right. like wow, this guy is the worst. Uh, he la- he just laughs at the TV. He's so high on drugs. So many drugs. The he warden like, had this. Oh, what's it? No, no, you go. Uh, the war, the, the warden had a, the spork just like in his jacket pocket. I thought that uh-huh. was interesting. He's just like, yeah. I've got one spork ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a spork. We'll give you the steak, but you're getting a spork. (laughs) Little did they know the bone is what is the is the dangerous. I was confused at that for I was like, what is he using? And uh, that makes sense now. Um, Justice should be harsh, harsh, especially against those who denied it to others. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't you don't name your friends or they stop doing you favors. Right. That just sounds mm-hmm. kind of benign, but how they say it is like, oh yeah, that's what that's yeah, that's right. one of you, that's one of yours, Jamie Fox, don't you know? Um, so, oh, what the, when they go to meet Stamper, he's like, oh, who are we going to see? He's like, someone who does some nasty shit, so we can live the American dream. <laughs> There's like wow. a lot of weight given to that, but I'm like, you just said nasty shit. <laughs> in such a way that like made it mean something he does some nasty shit so we He's can live the american <laughs> dream so fuck <laughs> you for asking <laughs> uh yeah car bombs cell phone bombs uh he's like a post 9-11 terrorist <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. he's a terror he's a fucking terrorist it's crazy easily um, yeah, without a doubt it's gonna be bl- biblical that whole like <laughs> where he like they pull him out of the prison just so he can like whoop his ass real quick and then he gives that whole like line almost looking directly in the camera it seems like and at the end he's like it's gonna be fucking biblical like i'm tearing this whole system down baby mm-hmm. um that scene at the end is cool we uh, just to briefly mention at that flame like him sitting there and, yeah slow-mo that was a cool cool shot i wonder how they did that because yeah i don't know i don't know how they did it where do you is it like they superimpose him into it yeah it's possible it was like an an actual explosion that they put him in or uh because the fire seemed pretty pretty believable and, and real and that was like a cool like final moment um and then it almost seems like he immediately leaves after doing that whole switcheroo and placing the bomb in his cell and locking it. And it seems like he goes like immediately to the recital, which I thought was such a funny, like timing just thing sitting of there, like, kind of like, there was no like uh, yeah. recovery of him after he just committed these things or there's no like tense sort of, again, like tense conversation that you would have after that with somebody who was like, yeah, I just, we did it. And that was good or whatever. Like, how do we feel about this? It was just like, and he made his daughter's recital the end. Goodbye folks. We'll see you next time. Very abrupt. Yeah. Which by the way, there is a supposedly law abiding citizen two is. Happening oh, like a straight with to Gerard, thing? Gerard Butler to produce. Oh, um, or it's going to be Kurt Wimmer returning to write the screenplay. This was a, uh, this is an article, May 21st, 2022. 
Um, After more than a decade, Law Abiding Citizen is getting a sequel. Yeah. And uh, so what Mm. is this? Movie Web on Movie Web. Per deadline, it has now been revealed Law Abiding Citizen 2 is officially a go. Butler, Butler, who also served as a producer on the original, is producing the sequel alongside fellow returning producers Wimmer, Lucas Foster, and Alan Siegel. Mm. Rivalette Films. Village Roadshow. They're all there. A director has not been named, and it's not clear if the plan is for Gray to return to the director's chair, but Wimmer is pending the screenplay for the follow-up film. No plot details have been revealed. And it's not entirely clear if Fox or any other actors were in the film. So this is just like the most nothing article, but supposedly it's happening. Yeah. Um, mm. Let's see uh, what the critics have to say with a 26%. Uh, let's find out why they are so icy on this uh, one that we'll find out how just just how spicy these audience mm. members are as as opposed to the icy. They are spicy. Uh, let's start with AV Club. Scott Tobias, a 25 out of 100. He says a flagrantly ridiculous thriller that tries to retrofit saw to function as a mainstream semi-respectable vigilante picture. Mm. It's interesting to think that about that in context, right? That's kind of how people think of like the saw mom. Like, yeah, the guy is like, yeah, I'm ironically giving people, you know, this (laughs) confronting them with their (laughs) own mortality because they have wasted their lives. And I'm going to be the harbinger of like, right. Their justification for all of it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting when, how people side with some of that stuff they're like yeah you're right <laughs> um from time if you've heard of it richard corliss a 30 out of 100 butler has the showier part but his impersonation of the tragic hero is undercut by his weird resemblance to soupy sales you start hoping that shelton will kill somebody with a custard or puffer fish to the face who's soupy sales i gotta take a mm. look uh soupy sales Poopy doopy sales. Poopy doopy snails. Milton <laughs> Supman, known professionally as Soupy Sales, was an American comedian, actor, radio, television personality, and jazz aficionado. He was best oh. known for his local and network children's television series, Lunch with Soupy Sales. This is such a time poll. This is such a thing that a time <laughs> somebody writing a time article would be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy lived from 1926 and he, oh, he died the same year this movie came out. Interesting. Wow. Um, sure. And he reminds me, the movie didn't work because you remind me too much of this clown from my childhood. Uh, from New York Times, A.O. Scott, 30. Where's its preposterousness with a certain pride? It's about the cat and mouse game between two very smart guys, and it's perfectly happy to be as dumb as it wants. Yeah. Rolling Stone, Peter Travers, 38. Geez, did the surprise climax have to be this eye-rollingly stupid? Mm. <laughs> okay, Peter. Uh, right. From NPR, Mark Jenkins, a 40. We're supposed to be odd, but a more reasonable response is to giggle. How does a Kevlar, Kevlar tie kill? And if it can, why hasn't the CIA sent a Kevlar scarf to Osama bin Laden? When was this one written? whoa hello wow you think that would work i guess i guess he wore scar he wore scarves 
Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, it's, it's just weird to describe uh, like a hijab or whatever the like the the Muslim wrap head wrap would as a scarf. It's just kind of a weird. It kind of like what an interesting take, Mark Jenkins. Of like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a zinger in here and make it topical. Yeah, you know, it's like God, this Bin Laden. <laughs> well, if you put Jerry, the fictional character that Jerry B is playing on the case, and he probably could have done it. Oh my God, that's what the second one should be about. <laughs> 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 he just he just like gets recruited to SEAL Team Six. He like got yeah, out of dude. the prison cell somehow. <laughs> Um, we'll do one more and then move on to audiences. Entertainment Weekly, Owen Gleiberman, 42. Clyde is meant to be nuts, but too often it's law-abiding citizen that checks rationality at the door. Ooh. I'm kind of I'm kind of on that on that wavelength, I think. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling that that sentiment. Uh let's see what the audience, spicy audience with a 75. That's pretty spicy compared to a 26 have to say, and I do have to pull up these numbers. I, we love the numbies here. There's 15,500 reviews on Amazon Prime. 82% of them are five stars. It has an average of 4.7 out of five. It is spicy, this movie. Like, people, people really like this movie. Um, let's see what they have to say. Uh, from R- Raven Rowe, five stars, extremely good film, well-written, has good reasoning, and is about morality and justice. The film leaves you thinking about what we all think about the judi- judicial system in the States. Gerard Butler is as good at his character as always, and so is Mr. Fox. You do not, you do need to really concentrate on this film. I do not write many feedback reports, but I just had to, had to this, f- this time, the film was so good. All I can say, it's the best film in a long time. That said, I like Gerard Butler in anything I watch. Nice I mean, eye candy. And, oh. with, and with good morals. Yikes. Okay. Well, <laughs> this character has good morals. Morals. He tortured and did the numbered man. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else has something to say. Uh, what do we got here? We got from Socket Suman, five stars, extravaganza piece of movie. This movie exposes the cracks within our justice system, which seems so infallible to the naked eye. But when looked closer, every law made can be exploited in such a way such that it can hinder the meaning of true justice and what it stands for. Jamie Foxx delivers a scintillating performance as one of those (laughs) who are bound by the limitations of our justice system. This movie is a whole lot more than just a vengeance thriller orchestrated by Gary Gray as Gerard Butler forces us to consider reconsider whether we can trust our government to deliver justice without any imperfections. It is one of the best and original crime thrillers I have seen up there with Zodiac and seven. Wow. Both venture joints. Yeah, right. Uh, We'll do maybe like two more from Jennifer Baldridge. Five stars. If you believe in moral justice, this is a good movie. He was a law-abiding citizen and moral person prior to being tainted by trauma and horror inflicted unpinned his family. That's what unpinned. When the system he was brought up to believe in failed his murdered family, he had nothing to lose. What do you think happens next? 
I really appreciated, appreciated his character. I didn't like all of the bloodshed and lives taken because it removed his moral compass being the okay of the film. <laughs> These people so concerned with the, the moral compass in this revenge thriller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he gets revenge. Like he, the, you can't argue yeah. with that. And, and yeah. And the, and some, uh, from provoca provoca Dave. Five stars. The film was fantastic. The bad reviews are crazy and unfounded. The ideas and creativity were phenomenal. Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx work brilliant together. And the storyline is so crazy. And to be honest, so unbelievable. It has you trying to work out what happens next before it happens. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's, I mean, you get a nice little reading, reading from that. I think, uh. I know there's like it's interesting when people take on the the justice <laughs> the justice system yeah. within their review of like you know what this is a good time like K for now five stars titled understandable motivation for wanting real justice and they say the justice system is in serious need of repair and this is clearly established in the film's beginning the problem is and will always be it is administered by flawed human beings good movie well acted. Vengeance is mine, says the mm. Lord. Left with him, there will be no mistakes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it seems like something they like leave on all their reviews of these. Yeah, like that's their call. You're right. I was thinking, like, wow, like, like, very ordered like literary. a toaster from Amazon and like good toaster. Toast things evenly. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. <laughs> Left with him, there will be no mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> signing off <laughs> so silly <laughs> uh, I, yeah so I I mean I think people audience really resonate with the Gerard Butler character right yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure and like what he's going through and what his whole purpose is and, and what he's trying to do naturally so that's the whole the crux and the point of, of the movie but I think it's it's interesting in, in this movie. Yeah, it's, and that's where I think of like Silence of the Lambs or something where maybe not as much so, but Jodie Foster's character is so good in that movie. Yeah, but a lot of people really, really think of Hannibal Lecter and, mm-hmm. and who, who that is. But it's just it's strange with this one where I think that vigilanteism with this one and Punisher is and for that matter, unhinged. That's a little that's a little different. But I think mm. it's kind of unnerving for me sometimes. <laughs> Like seeing how seeing how people react to some of these movies that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. like endorsing things that are upsetting to me. And I get that the movie is trying to make you have these conversations and trying to make you react and and question uh, Mm. systems and what you can do with the power. You're you know, if something were to happen to to you, like the, the the worst thing in the world, like the and they put that on the character, which is. Uh, naturally like a good driving force for a main character of like the, imagine the worst possible thing fucking happening to you and how you would react. And you can, as a writer go any sort of direction with that. And with this one, he turns himself into a fucking monster. And I, I just argue against how I've said this, the whole, this whole podcast about how it feels about its own villain and its antagonist. And I think that's the biggest failing for me is and that's why it just makes me think again, like these, and you don't know if you can call it a Fincher clone, but it's like, it makes me think of how good Fincher is with writing that line 
of yeah. being fascinated and interested in a, in a whatever fucked up way with Zodiac or seven about what this person is doing. And there's much more of a mystery around it with this one. You know who it is the whole time, but it makes right. those things interesting in a horrific way or even, well, sorry, what's the show on Netflix. That's so fucking good too. Bar Fincher, um, about uh, mine hunter, mine hunter too, for that matter, where, mm -hmm. And it's dealing with a character like Jamie Foxx or something in Mindhunter where he's doing his due diligence to f to find out about this person, but it is centered on his reaction of it. And this is so much a centered on Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx. And although he's in all of it and, and everything, I just don't, I don't uh, care. And I, yeah. maybe this is why people's reaction to this, to this, cause he's not that interesting of a character either. And and he right. makes weird decisions and is <laughs> very weird. So involved in like an assumed sort of way that you don't actually dig into why he's doing the things he's doing. And it's more just about everyone reacting to Gerard Butler. So I don't know. Yeah. It's I, I can, I can see why people are into it in a weird, in a, in a weird way. Like, and for me, the things that I did like about it, I'm just going to carry on into my review. Is yeah, that, yeah, please. Yeah. Um, it it does have a momentum like a lot of F Gary Gray movies do. And it, and it, and it just keep, and it is a three, it is designed as a thriller. And I know I've said that, like it, it's much more horrific to me, but it is, uh, I, I think successfully designed as a thriller is like all the beats and notes of it and everything. He knows what he's doing in that sense. Even if it is kind of off for me seeing it that way, I, I, I see, uh, that that's like kind of like the taken element of it almost too, but the things are so heinous and the violence is so brutal and intense and not eloquent, eloquently handled or delicately handled some of that stuff. And to include that sort of stuff in your movie, you kind of have a responsibility to know why and how you're, you're putting it in there and what purpose it serves and to me, it didn't really serve the purpose that I would want it to. Mm. And it served the purpose of like, you want to see this, this fucked up guy. He's the worst guy. No arguments there. He's the worst fucking guy. But like, it's almost like you want to see him go through this and, and, and all these people that fucked his day up. Like it's, it's, there's like a satisfaction that the movie wants you to have over it. Um, man, it's, mm. it, but I find this very hard to give like a, a numerical score because it, I was overall mm. like entertained kind of too. It's weird. It's <laughs> I weird. I was saying all it these like weird. criticisms and everything, but like I am overall like entertained. However, I don't think it's going to get a full fresh from me. So I'm thinking like a 58. I'm thinking like a 58. Dude, where it's, totally. like, it's like almost mm -hmm. fresh. Like I'm almost fully That's bought so in, funny. but then it's like, it just kind of fumbles the yeah, overall the like ethos of it. <laughs> and that's a big, mm. that's a big part, but it's like, it doesn't have time to ask questions. It just goes. And that's kind of mm. like for an action thriller. It's just a, it's just an interesting thing to make an action thriller about and the directions and, ch and choices that it makes um, are what make it entertaining, but also there's, there's a fault to it. And I hope I express my point well enough. Yeah. My, my case rests. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I, I mean, I'm it's it's always so it's funny tough. when you you know being the the second person in line for the scores when the what's going to happen is going to be the case because I'll just say now I'm going to also give it a 58 because yeah. I was going to give it a 56 but I think it, it's it's that happens to me too where I'm like oh it's so close it, to mine you might as well just 
it's so close to mine and there's like yeah especially the last part of your review resonates with me that this is effective in being an action movie because it cranks along has a lot of shocking stuff has a lot of like thrilling elements to it but it, the second you start to think about it more it just completely falls apart and fundamentally for me like because you know it's great that we brought up the fincher like kind of like a analog um or like uh, similarities because in in my mind in a fincher movie why they're so successful is the 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 villain or the enemy in a fincher movie is a representation of what the like the id of them or the like if the main character or audience surrogate were to give into it like more carnal or more like um vicious uh extreme desires that could be unlocked which is always so interesting in a fincher is like there's that weird line of like the main character potentially becoming the villain mm. and really writing that line because the villain's almost like what they're doing is sucking that person in and like mm. almost transforming them to be like well if you were to just be deep down what you really want i am that yeah it's you, like the, you the know, nietzsche quote right was that nietzsche whatever like looking into the darkness the darkness mm, looks back all and you become yes, a monster uh -huh. and all, that, all that shit and I, and overall villains in general to be empathized with a villain you can, can be a good villain it's just it's yeah it's a delicate balance well, as well well for sure and but this movie doesn't do that because never in this movie is jamie fox getting to the point of siding with gerard butler or there's never any avenue that that this movie travels down to that would have in been interesting way, too yeah which would have made this movie far more interesting Definitely. because then it's like yeah he's he's seeing what gerard's doing and like him being successful and getting justice and as a lawyer that there's that is kind of his role as well as to like get justice on people but this movie is not uh not well enough to do that and to effectively convey that concept, which would be make this movie far more interesting. But yeah, like again, I'm going to give it a 58 because I think it's Hell really, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff in it. And um, yeah, I, I, I will also say too, it's now like really locking into the reviews into these revenge movies. It is forever interesting that these movies serve a purpose for people to be like i like it when like justice gets served hard and brutally you know taking matters into their out. own hands yeah right taking matters fuck into their the own system, hands because man. fuck the government yeah because that that feeling i it resonates with people i'm obviously mm -hmm. with certain people more so where it borderline is like sociopathic or like really bizarre to like again to empathize with somebody that is totally fine with not totally fine because i mean it somewhat justifies because his wife was killed but at what point do you go like well he chopped a person up he killed the the lawyer woman like all of these things it's just it's really heinous and inexcusable so it's like the, it all always those just people on those cars right that was that was right. the whole thing yeah yeah it just is unsettling to them think that people are still like i'm on his side of that but it just again it's with all these vengeance movies like with people siding in unhinged of like yes i've been in a situation where somebody is so self-absorbed thinking about themselves cuts me off and what if i were to like really like stick it to them and then same with the punisher right same situation yeah, and, it's and, a, and a lot of these characters and for that matter like tyler durden or whatever like they have these 
interesting ideas of right. like, oh man, I've thought of just throwing everything, everything away or whatever, living my life this way. And then you, what's interesting about the movie and how it plays out is you, in some of the good ones, you see that come to fruition and how it doesn't fucking work out. <laughs> it's <laughs> and, terrible. And right? it's and awful. <laughs> and then it's like, right. and then people just totally. stick with that carnal idea of like, oh, that's a cool edgy thing. I know, you I almost know, have to like, forget about that. Like Gerard Butler gets exploded in this movie right you know it's but you just kind it's of not push that vengeance. away and you go like oh no but the, the fact that he's killing these bad guys to get revenge on his family is good and i'm only going to hone in on that is really right. one-sided um but yeah so that's where i'm at um before Great. we uh fully wrap it up i wanted to do uh because it's been a minute i wanted to do a round of our singular magnetized oh shit and if I recall correctly, I can't remember which one it is, but it's it's either 21 or 27 points. If you are away, f- if you go over that by the difference, right, like you're going to give a score mm-hmm. and then the, the movies are going to be another score. And then the difference between those, if they add up to, I think last time, oh, last see, time you did that, it, like if the whole difference adds up to like 27 it, or something, I, I, it was a 27 or 21. I can't you can remember. do whatever you can do 21. Sure. We can lower Let's, it make it more difficult let's do 21 then yeah. I, and I'll, I'll try to remember that that's how we will do that for, so three rounds yes so okay. i have three so I rounds can't get seven like i can do i can afford seven a piece almost you can afford seven a piece yes that sounds right that sounds like that's what we did last time i feel like that works yeah okay um but yeah so this is cool. magnetized let's go let's do it so kind of in you know in line with a little bit of this movie um the I'm first so movie is Luna. Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2. Ooh, I don't Die know. Die Hard 2. I've never seen it. This is, yes, it's... Um, is, uh, who's in this? This is... Uh, 1990. Is it, is it Danny Glover's in this one? Um, This one has got... Or is that, am I no. Thinking, I'm thinking of Predator 2, I think. <laughs> I believe this is the one where, oh, oh, here, I can, you know what, I'll read you the synopsis. A this year isn't going to help his, me at all, but it's, I'm just curious. <laughs> okay, yeah. A year after his heroics in L.A., Detective John McClane is mixed up in another terrorist plot, this time at at Washington Dole's International Airport, oh, where he's waiting he was in for an his airport. wife. Gotcha. That same night, South African politico and drug profiteer Roman Esperanza, uh is arriving in u.s custody mclean takes action when the treacherous ex-colonel uh seizes control of the airport and threatens to crash every inbound flight unless esperanza wow. is freed mm, this is tough i'm john say amos is yeah 72 i'm going 72 72 and it is 70 oh nice wow Very that was a cool. shot in the dark was, i feel like oh. I, I was like there's no way it's like super high but i feel like it's not maybe not super low people probably still high on the diehard life that's cool that critics were into it too i feel like they'd be like i know isn't it? It makes, yeah i know right yeah i feel like yeah unless you're james cameron i feel like it's hard to make the sequel oh, yeah. you know get you a high just add an s one. and make it a money sign that's all you got to do to make a good sequel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hell yeah um die hard how about die hard, die hard. <laughs> <laughs> james get out of here you already made aliens go on you can't do that to everything <laughs> all right so two you're you're yeah you're in a good spot right now you're Mine, looking, looking minus good. two all right 
looking looking good. Okay, next Got movie. Some, some so this is um, you know, in line with the Oscars. Uh the directors of Everything Everywhere All at Once also made another mm-hmm. movie that is magnetized and that is Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. Oh. Yes, Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe. Soon to be best picture winners. Yes. Featuring Fingers a crossed. dead man farting on the on a beach. Uh-huh. Lots of farts. Lots of farts in that movie. Lots of a lot different of, types yeah, of Yeah, a lot farts. of body humor. Yeah. Yes. Not crazy. I was not crazy about that movie. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's uh, um, meandering. I'm wondering. Is a way that that's interesting. People that. agree on it, though. I think it's just surprising when people agree on anything. But I think. Especially a movie Army that's Man very for weird. On that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering very where weird, it could be. Very weird, weird movie. Hmm. Yeah, something that most people I feel like have never seen. <laughs> this is tough. You know? I'm almost going to say in the same range, but I'll do uh, do 70. Is it 70? Is it 70? Is it? I'll say 75. I know it's not different than much different than my last guess. Okay, seventy-five. It is seventy-two. Oh, I should have gone with my last you guess. You are on fire. You're right playing now. with me. I was like, oh, he's. Is it going to be this similar as the last 72. one? Seventy-two. Damn. Yeah. Hell yeah. Both so I'm like, what minus 72. five now? Yeah, yeah. Only oh, five, easy. man. In yeah. the bag, baby. In the bag. I'm about to really I saved fuck up. The best oh, for God. last. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> even in this game, even one movie could fuck you. So here we go. <laughs> save, don't save fuck me. For- Brandon, don't <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> I told you not, not to, to fuck, fuck me. <laughs> I told you not to fuck me. Okay. Save the best for last. Southland Tales. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy My shit. favorite movie of all time. I think it, everybody should see it. It's funny. We're Required like, v- viewing. Yeah. We got to do an episode. We got to do a sound, at least like a commentary or something like that. That would be a lot of fun. Mm, oh, that, God. This is, this I is, just watched it recently too. And it rips so hard. <laughs> yeah. Last time we, we did watch it together. Last time I saw it, we did a like mm-hmm. digital viewing party and, you convinced me to buy it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I was like, yep. I mean, I'm this is not gonna be the last time I watch this movie, so I might as well do it. It's, it is incredibly rewatchable. There every absolutely. single line somebody says in the movie is completely batshit and mm-hmm. so funny without even intending to be. It's it's delightful. I'm trying I to think it. of another movie that has so much meaning ascribe to everything that happens but actually doesn't like mean anything means nothing like, yes it just is, mm-hmm. it doesn't add up besides like a jodorowsky movie or some shit mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot more visual but you know whatever yeah, yeah, um, right, so yeah. southland tales damn there's another one where i feel like it would be polarizing but then to find out people agree is very surprising to me i'm gonna find out it's 75 but i'm <laughs> it's, it's gonna be it's just gonna be my last guess um I'm going to say uh, 63. 63 for Southland Tales. The score is, is it lower. 41. Ooh, <laughs> I lost. <laughs> I fucking lost. <laughs> I should have known it was panned. Damn it. I was really. Why would people give it that uh, high of a score? It's not a fresh movie, is it? Damn. All right. That's fine. Southland Tales. Fuck me. Southland Tales. You fucked 41. me, Brad. I told you not to fuck me. 
That's what, so wait, what funny. was it? Forty uh, what? Forty one. Forty one. Damn. Yeah, I should have known. That's funny. They agree. <laughs> like both audience. Isn't it so like, funny that this that is confounding? It like it was so fun to like find that out because again i just like watched it like last week and then i looked it up because i was like trying to figure out like a person playing in it or whatever uh-huh. and then then i saw the score and i was like holy fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a magnetized just, movie we're racking up our list for our next podcast <laughs> our parallel um, podcast <laughs> so funny but about. yes unfortunately that's yeah, okay the, I'll take it in stride. If I'm going to lose, I, I, I want to lose on South on Tales. That's on South on Tales. Mm. Um, Too well, funny. Well, yeah. We talked about our uh, next movie already earlier. It's going to be titular, the titular revenge, uh, mm-hmm. which is the, uh, you know, the theme, the titular theme of our uh, most recent movies. This is from 2017. It has a 93 certified fresh by critics. And it has a 58 by audience. Uh, I love getting into the ones where the critics like it a lot and the audience hate mm-hmm. it. Uh, they're a little bit more few and far between. If you're more new to this podcast, that's kind of uh, been the trend we've found is there's, I feel like there's more movies that audiences like critics are naturally more critical. So they're not going to like mm-hmm. as much. So totally. finding something that they like, and then something that really upset the audience is, is not as common. So uh, I'll be curious about what this is. Uh, I don't know much about it. So I'm going to read the synopsis here. Uh, I know nothing about it. Jen is enjoying a romantic getaway with her wealthy boyfriend. And should we not read it? Should we just be surprised? Let's be surprised. That's all we know. Jen is enjoying a romantic getaway with her wealthy boyfriend. That's all we're going to find out. I hate when trailers tell me too much, so I won't tell you too much either. I I just caught myself doing that. Um, if you want to reach us anywhere, we're doing this live on twitch.tv slash polarized pod. You can join us there. It's typically Thursdays uh, right now, but uh, it's, it's, it's all, you know, we're pretty uh, fluid here. We're, we're just having a good time. Um, but if you want to join us, uh, you can jump in the chat and we can maybe read your messages loud. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're good, if yeah, you're not you- a Jerry Butler trying to rig the system and use it mm-hmm. against us, then uh, you'll be okay. Um, if you want to send us anything on Twitter, it's polarized pod as well. Polarize the pod at gmail.com. Um, this has been a blast. I feel like this is a great app. Brandini. Great app. Anything you want to share with the lovely people? Um, I believe n- next week we're going to be doing our oh, yeah. other podcast. Yeah. Uh, what am I doing? Yeah. Prod pod. Uh, check us out. We'll do a live stream. It's going to be on Sunday, which is the uh, eight, uh, 19th. Yeah. Check it. We're, we'll be on the same channel currently as polarize. Uh, mm-hmm, it's a podcast mm-hmm. about music producers. Uh, we're doing Barry Gordy next Motown legend. Uh, we've, yeah, we've done Diplo and Todd Rundgren. It's it's fresh. It's new. We've we've uh, been doing it with our good friend Corey Hart. Uh, wears his sunglasses. We all wear our sunglasses at night during the record. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, slash Blarge. And uh, yeah, we talk about music producers, their effects on pop culture, their uh, their careers, their who they are as people. It's it's been a lot of fun and interesting to get into a side of music that. To me, I don't know as much about, and I'm not sure how much other people know about, and it's fun to learn things and share them. Uh, pretty much show and tell. That's pretty much what all podcasting is, is just show and tell, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And we're happy to show, maybe less show, more tell. 
just tell. We're happy to tell you everything we feel about this movie. We hope you've enjoyed us, and we'll see you next time for Revenge. We love you all. Goodbye. Bye-bye.